The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Hello, 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 world. Everybody tuning in. I know we're live all over the country. We've got people from Japan, Germany, France, the United States. Everybody's watching right now. But do you have facts to back this up? No, but you, you can't you can't check that. So yes, we uh, do actually. We, we on megaphone, we can look and we look at all the countries that are watching us and listening to us. Well, I'm we proud of have, you for reaching the world. Some, some German listeners. I don't I don't know if they can understand us, but they're, they're getting into football. The NFL is now. Hey, in that's what so. Google translates for. Exactly. So it's the Sports Scramble podcast live on a Sunday night this week because we have a fantasy football draft tomorrow. Yes. Um, and we're going to get into a mock draft. Of course, uh, we got a belly up league coming in. We got a uh, competitive league. We got a friends league. We got we got everything going on, but it's uh, I've got myself, Tyler Wade, and we have NASCAR Neil joining us for the whole show. He's here to preview some college football and then also the NASCAR playoffs. Neil, how you doing? We'll start with you. Doing great, guys. Doing great. It's good to have you on. The uh, we haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, so of course we get your weekly updates. Tyler Wade, you surviving down there in Louisiana, beating the heat? Uh, yep, it's uh, pretty dry down here. I've been having to run the sprinkler feels like every day down here to, because my the grass just needs some relief. It's starting to turn brown. Uh, so if, if I, I don't ask for a lot of tropical storms, uh, but if you want to send ones over here, you know, just a minimal one just to give us some rain because we haven't had it in a long time, that would be great. You got to be careful what you ask for, Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> like it's California. a dangerous month, man. <laughs> it is, yeah. uh, but just minimal. <laughs> It is kind of crazy that the South has gotten through, I mean, almost full August without a hurricane popping up on the radar. Oh, was that last September? That last week of August, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, you got to watch the Katrina anniversary. Hopefully, nothing pops up that then. Uh, yeah. But California's getting it right now. They're having earthquakes and tropical storms during an NFL preseason game. <laughs> and to add on to that, the Chargers are getting beat by the Saints. Oh, 13 to 10. They scored a touchdown to make it close mm. to half. Uh, but of course we'll, we'll kind of tune into that as it comes on. I don't even know who's, I saw Winston come in, but I think they got the backups playing for the saints now. Uh, uh, let's see, trying to see what the, uh, box score is here. Winston, Hey, 170 yards from your boy, Jameis. Oh, he's still in the game. Yep. That's kind of surprising. I figured they'd take him out after the first quarter. Derek Carr didn't even suit up. Uh, and then you had uh, Jimmy Graham. I sent y'all this tweet last, uh, yesterday. He had some sort of medical episode, had a seizure, and walked out into traffic in L.A. So prayers up to him. Hope, hopefully everything's okay there. He's listed as questionable, which you kind of understand. But that's uh, that's got to be scary. Tyler, I don't want to see you walking out into traffic anytime soon, especially if you're finishing last in our fantasy football league. So we'll, no, uh, we'll, we'll keep be that doing up. that. Yeah. So, uh, But let's let's hop into it. Are y'all ready for some mock drafts? We'll, we'll get it let's started. We've got a four-team mock draft going up on Sleeper. And, uh, of course, we've got Mr. Wade with the number one pick to kind of simulate our other league. Neil is the fifth pick. I'm the sixth pick. And Tyler is at last. I'm the caboose. 
He's a fantasy football expert, so yeah, uh, always a disadvantage. We um, did the uh, full PPR, and we got one QB, two running backs, uh, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex. And then we may draft the bench spots. I don't know. I left them in there. We removed the defense and kickers because. I mean, just just pick a kicker that you like. His name, Young Hoku. His name sounds funny. You just throw him in there and name your team after him. So, but no, with that, rules always go for an indoor kicker. Always that go is true. Kicker. Yes, indoor kickers, good you. weather kickers, yeah. high offense scoring kickers. That's all you need to know. Hey, Young Hoku fits all of the. Uh, yeah. well, maybe not the high offense scoring, but indoor and the better the football. People <laughs> assume. Yeah. So. Uh, Wade, you got it pulled up on your phone because you're the first pick before I start it up. I do. It's ready to ready to go. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and start it. Wade, you let's are do up. this. All right, I have a minute yeah. to talk to you and stall for this <laughs> no, first pick. It's a really hard one. I almost Ooh. said it at 15 seconds. <laughs> well, yeah, I think the consensus this around. year is to take our guy Justin Jefferson from LSU right. at number one, and oh, auto draft is quick. But yes, uh, it is. Off to you, oh. Mr. Chet. <laughs> oh, no, this is me, actually. And I'm oh, surprised yeah. here where he is. I'm taking Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. How is he still there? At, oh, uh, yeah. He won't be there in many drafts. <laughs> exactly. So, got to go those, from there. For those listening, we are live on YouTube. So, if you want to see the visual of the mock draft, <laughs> just pop over on our YouTube channel. We'll have it posted this week. I like uh, the color coded. It's, uh, I know, it's nice. It, it tells you the, the blues are receivers, the greens are the running backs, and they. The orange are the special picks of picking tight end in the first round. <laughs> so I'm just going to go right in the line. Uh, Tyree Kill. They like oh. bet at number six there. And uh, oh, okay. Oh. Well, this is going to be the easiest two picks of my life Bijan and Stefan Diggs. <laughs> so keep going. B- okay. Uh, all right. So I've got to make a decision here. If I want to go wide receiver, wide receiver. Ooh, looky there. Jonathan Taylor, Tyler. Should I take him? If he's healthy, it's a value. I, I don't think I'm going to grab him. I think, but it's I, a risk. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to go. Who? I think I'm going to go Amon Ra over AJ Brown here. I like him. I like wow, the Lions you stole my pick, this year. Uh, A lot of snipes yeah, going that's on. That's what I was going to take. Yeah. That's why we had y'all pick back to back. You know, to simulate the the sniping. Oh yeah, exactly. But I got to go over here. With Chase, I would not. Hey, I did not see Bijan falling that far. So I mean. I will take that. Y'all know me. I've been talking about him. So, uh, real quick, yeah. I want to ask Neil, Jonathan Taylor here. That's it. I mean, I understand the value, but with it all the me. holdouts. That was oh, me. I'm sorry. Team four. Well, well, yeah, Neil, why did the computer take being a dummy? Because who <laughs> takes Jonathan Taylor in the second round? <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, Neil, why no, didn't no, you yeah. tell the computer to take your guy? <laughs> no, I, I, I'm the one Chubb there. Chubb there, how we played last year, me was a no-brainer. Yeah, okay. can Nick Chubb? Like ever be overrated? I feel like this guy slips every single year. Pretty productive. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna take the the young upstart wide receiver here, uh, Garrett Wilson. I'm expecting a big year out of yeah. him. Oh. I like going back to back receiver to start drafts this year. Okay, I like Good. it. I like it. Well, you got to brings me. You gotta go again. back to back to back wide yes. receivers. <laughs> no, I do eventually have to go with a running back. I'm gonna go with Tony Pollard. I mean, just in the, the start to like third round here. Pick. I like Jacobs, but with uh, Pollard sitting there and healthy, I'm ready to uh, go with him. You cannot pick Jacobs because you don't even with the contract holdouts. Jacobs might not even play this season, so to Pollard's definitely a safe pick in round three. I can't, I'm gonna go like, a little bit of an off ball here and take uh, Harris. 
Oh, Neil, I was about to. <laughs> hey, the volume's there. Hey, man, that's why you got to grab your running backs early. <laughs> and I mean, I was kind of looking at uh, at Stevens, but but I don't know with the whole with, with them adding adding the new with guys. Adding like, Zeke, yeah. yeah, that that yeah, that's gonna hurt some volume there. Exactly. I think it's, it's gonna... I want to I want to run it back here, and I think I'm gonna go Travis Etienne down in mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Do, mm-hmm. do they have anybody else? I mean, Tank Bigsby, they drafted him, uh, but, but I think that Travis Etienne, uh, with his pass catching ability, uh, the Jaguars have been have been talking him up. I think that he's going to get uh, more catches and more touchdowns uh, uh, this okay. season. See, I was kind of thinking Hall there a little bit, just because you do have have Rodgers there, and Rodgers does like a good running back there. At but times, so. they did just sign um, Dalvin Cook. And he oh, will yeah, definitely yeah. he will definitely be yeah. RB one with with Hall yeah. coming off that ACL injury. All right, Tyler, what are you thinking? What's going through the fan? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go hero RB strategy here. Uh, now I have Bijan. I think I'm pretty safe on that. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and get a wide receiver. I'm going to go with T Higgins. Uh, you oh, know, outside of Jamar Chase, I think that T Higgins uh, is a viable threat. And I'm going to go for tight end. I think that I'm going to go with a guy of Mark <laughs> Andrews. Uh, after him, it's okay. uh, pretty much a drop off at the tight end position. So I'm going to get that position. Uh, Cut off quickly here. Hmm. DK Metcalf is tempting. Um, Calvin Ridley, I mean, he's wide receiver one down there in Jacksonville. What round are we in? We're in the fourth round. Is it too early to take a quarterback? It's not too early. I mean, Mahomes and Hurts are already taken, and Josh Allen. It's not too early at all. You know who's not taken? Oh, boy. Oh, Joe, Joey B, baby. Uh, Give it to me. You know he's going to do it. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Boom. Well, you won't. Okay. And then, bam, easy enough. Metcalf you just knew that was coming. I mean, the calf strain, is that's not even a real injury. If I'm hey, not. you knew it was coming. Like preseason. So this is interesting here. Uh, Logic would say I need to go running back as Tyler just snagged the second best tight end. Um, I see two guys I like. If you look at the available running backs, we got Joe Mixon and Damian Pierce. Uh, Joe Mixon and Pierce both could be three down guys. Uh, that's becoming a rarity in the NFL these days. But uh, I think the Texans brought in Devin Singletary to kind of handle the passing downs. So I'm going to go with the proven commodity and Joe Mixon. He just cleared up his legal stuff. He seems to yeah. be ready to rock. So I think he's good value in round four. He had those issues yelling at the kids to get off his lawn and uh, threatening them, but they ended up finding that it was empty threats. Uh, wasn't wasn't the case. So uh, yeah, he's staying out of prison, uh, and he's on Wade's prison team. So what, what are you going back to back here, Wade? You going tight end now, or are you going with a quarterback? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with a wide receiver. Actually, I'm gonna go ahead and get my flex sorted out. I'm gonna go with. Calvin Ridley, I think well, he's been have a big year. Okay, I like all that. his picks are pretty much must gets yeah. that I've already said on this show. <laughs> okay. All right, Neil, what you think? I'm going quarterback here, Fields. I like Fields a lot. Oh, yeah, I, I like Neil's right, also going with the rushing upside. Of, rushing upside, I like it. I think that he can be this year's Jalen Hurts, so I like that pick. Okay, go and, on. And with, with, with me. Kind of, I think their offense is going to be kind of underrated this year. I do hang out with a Bears fan. All week long, so, he's been, so I'm, I'm kind of uh, in my head a little bit, but still, the Bears fan been rubbing off on you. Oh. I want to go running back because I feel like all these wide receivers. I mean, they're they're pretty they equal. Honestly, yeah, in my mind, they're all they're all equal. And I know you said that the Texans got Singletary, but Damian Pierce, I mean, he had a great rookie season. 
J.K. Dobbins is just too unproven. And then Swift, I feel like – Who knows what his role Hurt, is. Yeah. Man. I mean, Hurts is probably going to get the majority of the car- uh, carries. Madison just – I mean, he just kind of sucked. <laughs> uh, so, I think <laughs> okay. I'm – I think I'm going Damian Pierce. I like it. I like it. Game on, Damian. I, mean, I was going to say say uh, Connor's there because, because to me, he's just – Oh, like, it auto-drafted me. Oh, no. Wrong That's like why you got to be ready at all times. Oh, you get Keenan. That's <laughs> why you got to be ready. Oh, uh, well, since uh, you didn't take Damian Pierce, I will gladly oh. take the Houston Bell Cow running back off your hands. And oh, get my, my gosh. Come RB2. Uh, so thank you for that, Chad. You're so kind. Uh, and I'm also going to get – I feel like i got to get quarterback here uh, because uh, the quarterbacks after this man I don't really like. So I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I think that he can have a breakout yeah. season for the Jaguars. If anything, I would have taken D-Hop. Over Keenan Allen, I mean, <laughs> what the heck? Hey, nothing wrong with Keenan. I think I know, but I, I want to hear. All right, yeah, what so, there though? You know what? I'm going Dalvin Cook. Okay, Why I love that pick. Hey, Ooh. see, I think that's that's better value than getting right. Damian Pierce at that pick. So I think the computer did you a favor. Man, Ooh. I got hoed out here. Auto draft. <laughs> I kind of want to go tight in here because there's, but at the same time, I'm thinking another really running back seems like a smart move. You going Kyle Pitts? Is that what you're looking at? I drafted him. But to me, I think there's he's about in line with, with a bunch of other ones that can be around next round. So yep, I'm gonna yep. go solid move here, running back, a guy who I who, who's okay. who's never filming. James Connors is never filming. Ooh, and no, they don't have didn't. anything offensive wise either, so a lot of carries. Kamara taken in the sixth round by team. Yeah, I hate team four. four. Um, <laughs> it's a sleeper. Well, all and, right. And well, I think I learned stuff. my lesson. Go quarterback early, especially with an auto draft, because I was thinking <laughs> Herbert or Lawrence would slip down there to me. Not the case. Who do we got available at quarterback here? It's Dude, a pick of the letter. Oh. <laughs> you got to stack. Do I want to go with, with Jay Jettis? Old reliable and Aaron Rodgers, or do I want to go Dak Prescott? I don't know. I don't love any of them enough. Dude, to get the upseat. rub down in Cleveland. Go with Deshaun. <laughs> I'm going with Mr. Darren Waller at tight end. I think he could be the second best this year. This is a tradition every year. Yes, that <laughs> is true. picking Darren Waller. I'm doing it in the mock draft, so I don't have to do it in real life, right? <laughs> there you go. That's we'll see if you do it tomorrow night. <laughs> so, and just because I love the value now. and I don't love the available quarterbacks and everybody else has already gone quarterback, I'm going to go with Christian Watson. He could be really, really good in Green Bay. Okay, okay. So Neil, are you are you taking quarterback round seven? We're starting to see it. I mean, your top tier and really your second tier is gone, but you still got Rodgers there at the Jets. Oh, I already had a quarterback. I had Fields. Oh, my bad. I didn't even realize you drafted Fields. All right, well you yeah. got old oh, go dirt there, dude. He's um, go dirt he's for the pay dirt. He's consistent though, is he not? Oh, he is. is. Ooh, Kyle Pitts. Offense. He's sitting there for me, Tyler. Don't mm. do it. Let's do He's gonna do it. He's I like Evan do it. Ingram. You know you can get Cole Komet like four rounds later from now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys on here. Uh, I think, oh man, now I'm just drafting for my bench here. Um, you better hurry before you get auto picked again. I know. How much time do I have? Seconds. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I like Pittman. Shit, I hit I the don't. wrong button. Again. I don't. Well, I'm taking him. 
a terrible pick. <laughs> I like Michael Pittman. Uh, I had him last year. Oh, okay. did, you miss it? did you get him or no? Yeah, I did. Okay, I, I got him at say, the last. Was, I didn't know if it didn't have you timed out again or not. Pull this All right, so All right. I'm back on the clock here for back-to-back picks. And looking at my team, uh, I need one more flex, uh, and I think it's pretty safe. I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. This man is very Ooh. consistent in fantasy football, uh, so I think that he could definitely be a viable production there. I'm going to go with another wide receiver. I'm going to go back to the Jaguars, get a little stack here, go with Christian Kirk. Uh, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence has been looking at uh, Christian Kirk early and often, uh, so I think that's going to be a good one-two punch there along with Calvin Ridley. So I'm going back to back wide receiver, and you called out Tyler Lockett. I'm going with my boy Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's going to have a breakout rookie year down there in Seattle. All right, Nelio, what you got? I'm trying to decide here. I'm trying to think if I want to go for another running back as a backup or go for a wide receiver. I'm trying to decide here. Let's see. Who do you you have on your team here? Whoops. I mean, I've got a solid team. You do. Um, now you're just going to the bench players, so exactly. It's really, kind of so, up, up up to you value picks, which who you see. Yeah, Ooh, I'm gonna go with White. He's again questionable okay. quarterback situation, and that's my big thing with, with with a lot of these running backs is if you have a questionable quarterback, then you got the you know the need for a strong running back. That's true. That's true. Uh, we got Wade here. He still doesn't have a quarterback. Not for long. I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers, but first let me talk about it so I don't get on the clock again. Um, A couple years ago, I did this strategy. I took Tom Brady in his first year with Tampa Bay and stacked him with Mike Evans, uh, another one of my signature guys. It worked out quite well until Josh Allen, who was my backup quarterback, just took over the NFL. So I had to ditch Brady for Allen. But yeah, I'm going to go with Rodgers. As you know, I drafted um, earlier, I took Garrett Wilson in the second round. So. I like it, stacking up that quarterback and receiver. Yep. Nothing wrong and with then, that. And uh, Neil sniped my guy in uh, <laughs> Rashad White. So I'm going to go with another young pass catching, high upside I back in James Cook. Oh, I was wrong. I love it. Oh, team two. What are you doing to me, man? I was going to take yeah. No, you can't tell me you like the check over. No, I, I like Cook work, way more over guys that I just love to have on my team. There we go. Okay, okay. I like it. Let me I, go back to my team here. I love having Deontay Johnson on my team. He seems to do really good. Hey, I think that he's going to score what do you think about Pickens getting taken year. ahead of him? He scored zero what? touchdowns last year, so it can't be much worse. Yeah. The, the, the way is up, Neil. Um. I'm going for someone I liked in the Saints preseason. I'm going with a homer pick here for my tight end. I'm going Jawan Johnson. All right, I'm, I'm probably going to take him later. Sniped, and I didn't get but... sniped. All right. I am jumping for joy at this pick. Jordan Addison <laughs> fell all the way down to the ninth round. I think that's a steal of a pick. I think that he's going to be the wide receiver, too. Uh, for the Vikings, I think that now I can go multiple ways here. Uh, we're just filling out our bench. Uh, we got a Antonio Gibson, uh, which I will gladly pass That's over. I about to say, you hate that guy. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to go quarterback again. I, I could, uh, but actually, you know what? I am. I'm going to go with uh, Geno Smith. I think that he's going to be a stud, mm-hmm. and why not have Trevor Lawrence paired up with Geno Smith? Okay. Um, I need to get a running back here. And with Alvin Kamara being out for the first 
three games. And, I mean, obviously, AK is going to come back as the number one guy. But I think, uh, well, I'm kind of talking myself out of it here. I was thinking Jamal Williams. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go Jamal Williams. He might be your red zone dude for the Saints. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going here. I need another running back, another wideout. So. Odell Beckham, baby. There we go, Neil. <laughs> All right. Uh, back on the two players usually. So he loves LSU. <laughs> I don't know, but, but, I, but I hate drafting the players of fantasy because they always suck for me. <laughs> All right. So I think I close it out here with two picks, huh? That yes, is you true. Do. Yep. These are your last. All right. Picks. So I see two guys I like on your screen there, Mr. Chet. At tight end, I'm going to take Pat Firemuth because we all know Darren Waller is fragile, but really good when he's yep. on the field. So okay. I like the security there. And then got to get another quarterback. Rodgers is old as well. I feel like the strategy here is I didn't get an elite quarterback, but I got two guys that could <laughs> potentially put up big numbers depending on the matchup. So I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson. I mean, he was quarterback number four before he decided to go off the rails. So who knows? Okay. Oh, Mike Thomas, team three. Come on, man. Okay, Neil, what Kirko? Yeah, right. I like it. I think that, you know, Kirk Cousins with the weapons that he has on that offense, I, I think that he – honestly, in this round, I think that he could definitely be a viable option, even in the starting position too. Exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking on that, on that move there. So, I want to go quarterback here as well. Between Jared Goff and Daniel Jones. I think golf has more weapons on offense and they have just have a better overall team and he's just better than Daniel Jones. So I'm going Jared golf to end the, to end it. And Tyler with the last All pick. Right. Of Mr. Relevant, here we go to finish off the mock draft. Uh, you know, looking at my bench, I don't have any uh, running backs. I think I have to, to close this uh, draft out uh, with a running back. I'm going to go with Jack, Zach Charbonnet. There's some uh, concerns about Kenneth Walker of his injury, so you don't know if he's going to be on the field. Uh, so I think that Zach Charbonnet, you've seen him in preseason. I think that he's going to be a stud for Seattle. So love that rookie running back. Okay, so let's go through. We'll, we'll just go through each team. we got Wage. we got Jay Jettas, Garrett Wilson, Tony Pollard, Joe Mixon, Calvin Ridley, Darren Waller, uh, Watson, Rogers, Cook, Fryer. Is it Fryer Muth? Yeah. And and another Watson. So wait, out of these eleven guys, who do you think was your biggest steal of this mock draft? I would have to say getting uh Tony Pollard in the third round. I know it was the first pick of the third round, but he's a guy I'm pretty high on for the receiving upside. So I like him uh falling to me there. I'd be happy if I got him in the middle of the second round, honestly. Okay, okay. Neil. Let's look through your team. You got Jamar Chase, Nick Chubb, uh, Harris, Metcalf, Fields, Connor, uh, Go Dirt, White, Johnson, Beckham, and Kirk Cousins. Who's your Who's your favorite pick out of this one? Uh, to me, it's a toss up between my first second round pick because Chase fell farther than he should, and Chubb fell in the first round. And back to me, those, those two picks to me fell right in my hands and were and were and were giving me so. so. Okay. Definitely some All value in the middle. I mean, yeah, look at Neil's exactly. team. He's very balanced. Uh, mm -hmm. Chase and back. I mean, if you get those two picks, you're already off to a fantastic start. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So mine was Tyreek Hill, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, ETN, Joe Burrow, 
uh, Keenan Allen, which I did not pick. Let the record show that I wanted Damian Pierce. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Michael Pittman, uh, Jackson Smith, and Duke. And, yeah. And Duke. Tyler says And Jigma. Chawan Johnson, Williams, and Jared Goff. My favorite value pick, which I know, I don't know how people feel about him this year, but I'd say Dalvin Cook. Um out there in round six uh, yeah getting rb1 that late potentially yeah that's uh, i would all about the split how exactly. is the split you know yeah i think it's gonna favor more dalvin cook at the beginning of the year uh until they really figure out with uh what hall's knee can do and yeah. how he's gonna go on that all right tyler break is that your team down and who's your favorite pick uh, yeah, you know, we got uh, Bijan running back. That was my first pick. Stephon Diggs, uh, list goes on and on. Uh, I think that my favorite pick was get Mark Andrews uh, in the forefront. You know, in the mock dress that I've done, you, he either goes uh, pick, you know, round number two or round number three. So getting a, a tight end that, that bad, but like I mentioned, I think that this Baltimore Ravens offense is going to explode uh, this season. I think that we've already seen Lamar Jackson go to Mark Andrews uh, very often. Uh, so getting him that late uh, is definitely a steal, especially at a, at a position that's very hard in fantasy football to get a premium. And, and Andrews is one of those guys. Okay. I like it. We got a question here in the chat before we leave the mock draft. Val's the goat wants to know, should I trade Eckler and Devontae Adams for Chase and Bijan full PPR redraft? Tyler, you're the fantasy football expert. We'll let you answer this one. That's a hard yes for me. You know, I think that getting Chase and Bijan, I think that Chase could be the wide receiver one. And it would not shock me if Bijan gets close uh, to running back one. Arthur Smith, you know, he did it in Tennessee with, with Derrick Henry. I think that Bijan's going to get the same workload because see a lot of touches. And, you know, Jamar Chase, uh, I think that I've said it. I think that he's going to be right up there with Justin Jefferson. Uh, you look at guys, you know, like Austin Eckler and Devontae Adams, uh, they are not getting any younger in Chase and Bijan. Or, you know, in, in redraft, I know, like in Dynasty, this would be 100% yes. Uh, so yeah, Dynasty, but, you'd have to throw in some first-round picks. Yeah, <laughs> but in but in redraft, I, I would definitely uh, go through this straight. I think that Chase and Bijan are going to be, uh, you know, either the top two in their positions. I think that Eckler is going to have a drop-off, uh, especially with Quinn Johnson in the mix and Devontae with Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders, question marks. Uh, that's just not a guy I don't want to deal with uh, this season. I'm honestly kind of surprised the person that he is trading with is considering sending Chase and Bijan for Eckler and Devontae Adams. Um, but yeah, I'd say 100% hit the trade, Val. Uh, you got the sports scramble guarantee there. If you, if you lose your league, Neil will cover your uh, your entry fee. So <laughs> let's uh, let's go other college or NFL headlines. Jadavion Clowney signs with the Baltimore Ravens. Wait, that's your guy out of South Carolina. You dress like him. I did. I was Jadavion Clowney for Halloween back in 2012. <laughs> so when you were a mere 14 years old. When he decapitated old. that Michigan running back. That That's the clip that will never, never die. We should have put that one in the hype video, Tyler, even though it wasn't from last year. Just throw it in there at some point. I don't think anybody would have been upset. Um, Sam Howell named the commander's starting QB. Was he at North Carolina last year? I think uh, like no, he was in the NFL, but he did not or, play as a rookie. Uh Highly well, two years ago, he recruited was guy yeah. at, at yeah. UNC, but he kind of slipped in the draft. Um, you know, it was a pretty good quarterback draft last year, but uh, yeah, he gets to start. Who else do they have out there in Washington? They brought in Jacoby Brissett yeah. to be the oh, uh, backup. Oh. 
So Sam Howell's the best guy they got on their team. I mean, they're in the running for Caleb Williams, no doubt. That's uh, true. That's true. It's either he makes it and he's your franchise guy and you know, or he just absolutely tanks it and your team is picking in the top three and you either get Drake May, another UNC guy, or maybe Caleb Williams. I mean, the, the commanders and the, the Cardinals play week one potentially for the, not, the number, the number one, one overall pick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like Tideke at the commanders. I feel like he had a certain swag to him and he, uh, he, he, I mean, he was kind of a, he had that dog in him if, to say the least. Where is he at now? Didn't, didn't he sign free agency somewhere? With Atlanta. He is. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. So him and Desmond Ritter are going to be battling out for QB1, which I imagine Desmond Ritter will win that job. Um, and then uh, last little bit of NFL news. I saw that the Vikings signed uh, XFL Offensive Player of the Year last year, quarterback Jordan Tiamu. We know him because he was quarterback at Ole Miss. So the Vikings may be looking to their quarterback of the future after Kirk Cousins retires. And let's uh I don't I don't know about that completely. I mean, it's been what probably four years since he played at Ole Miss. He's kind of just bounced around these subordinate leagues in the NFL uh, or to the NFL. So we'll see how that plays out. And of course, checking in on the only pre- only preseason game today, New Orleans Saints, Los Angeles Chargers. The Saints are up 16 to 10. The Saints have uh Jake Hayner in the game. And the Chargers have Easton Stick. What a name. Hmm. Uh, don't know if for baseball, man. Yeah. Never even heard of that guy. <laughs> no. Um, Quentin Johnson's doing pretty good. You know, he was not drafted by anybody in that uh, mock draft. So well, if he had a few more rounds, he would have. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's he might emerge for your guy, uh, Keenan Allen. You know, he could take over the veterans. Yeah, my well, guy Keenan Allen. I gotta. gotta I, mean, I mean, I will say, Chad, that wasn't a bad pick there. Just be honest, he he he, he let the one on fire, but he still wasn't a bad pick. Well, there. if I would have taken Damian Pierce, I pro I probably wouldn't have drafted Dalvin Cook. And to be honest with you, I didn't see Dalvin Cook on the board. He was a little farther down, and I wouldn't. I didn't want to scroll too much. Yeah, it's like ESPN where you get like twenty players on the screen. Yeah, there was only like ten. So, um. Any other NFL headlines before we throw it on over to who got that dog in them this week? I mean, we're starting to see running back sign. I think the the ice has been broken. We broke the news last week on the show about uh, Cook and and uh, Elliot, but I think it's only a matter of time before Fournette signs somewhere. I'm going to go ahead and say Carolina for him is what I'm thinking. They had some injuries this weekend. It's a good chance for him to, to latch onto a team and uh, – I don't know, maybe BRB one for a couple of weeks. Okay, See, I still think he's going to go to Dallas. I think still my oh. still my gut feeling. All right, who who do they have after Tony Pollard? Do they have anybody? Uh, uh, not they really. Deuce Vaughn. I mean, oh, they Deuce got Deuce. Vaughn is That's the, the passing back. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, yeah, I like Leonard to, has, to, has the upside potential. No, I do not like Leonard to Dallas. I mean, I don't like it for this mock draft we just did, here. but I like the fit. Please stop! <laughs> I already had last week where. I had to deal with this. I don't want a third guy. So, no, okay. Leonard, Out, don't go to Dallas. Outside of fantasy football perspective, where does Leonard Fournette fit in best, Tyler? I already said last week, Chicago. Because Chicago, Chicago right now has Khalil Herbert uh, and Roshan Johnson. Those guys, to me, just That's doesn't true. really feel like those 
can't really be bell cow back. So I think that Leonard Fournette uh, could definitely fit in that offense. Uh, get another pass catching back as well in the mix. So because yeah, I got DJ Moore, and that's pretty much it in that offense. So get another weapon there for Justin Fields. I got another question for y'all before we throw it to college football. Who has the bigger prove it year this year, Jordan Love or Justin Fields? I think. Tyler, Love. What you think? Oh, Neil's going Jordan Love. Okay, I think Love. Like, I mean. There's all that hype of we don't need Rodgers. You know, we're good without him. And this is. We might have lost Neil there for a second. Uh, Tyler, <laughs> who do you think? Has been doing his thing. Oh, we got him back. All right. So oh, yeah, you, had, you said Jordan Love there, Neil. Okay, Tyler, yeah. who do you got? Jordan Love or Justin Fields, who's got the I feel like Justin there. Fields has already proven what he can do. I think that I've already said it, that he's going to continue doing what he's doing. But we haven't really seen Jordan Love uh, prove it at the next level. You know, like uh, I agree with Neil. I think that Green Bay fans uh, think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh, was their saving grace. And now that he's gone, uh, we'll see if the Packers uh, can remain float. Because right now, you know, everyone's going to be picking the Lions uh, to win this division. And, you know, the Packers uh, with the – the offensive weapons is definitely lacking. You know, Christian Watson, you got Romeo Dobbs as uh, your wide receiver too. So there's definitely some question marks. Uh, so I think that Jordan Love, this is a, a prover year uh, to him. I think that there's a lot of expectations uh, building around him. You know, with the with Aaron Rodgers, that's uh, some definitely big shoes uh, to fill. And if, you know, you're a Packers fan, you want Jordan Love uh, to succeed. And I think that he has more pressure than Justin Fields has. I like it. I like it. Wade, are you uh... – you think of Justin Fields or Mr. Love down there in Green Bay? I think uh, Fields has more to prove just because the expectations are a lot higher for him. Um, I think that people generally think Jordan Love is going to be an adequate starter for, for Green Bay, but ultimately he's not a lot, not a guy they have a lot invested in. Um, they drafted him three years ago. If he's a total bust, they could replace him this coming spring. So, uh, he does have a lot to prove, but for Justin Fields, the Bears are heavily invested in him. The league's invested in him. You see him all over social media. You have people taking him as QB5 in fantasy. They brought yep. in DJ Moore to give him a weapon and to kind of cut the excuses of, oh, he doesn't have any talent around him. Uh, so I think it's time for him to make that leap, and I think if he doesn't, that uh, that would be viewed more as a disappointment uh, than anything that Love could could do okay i like the good good answer good answer good answer answer. all right so with that let's get on to who got that dog in them all right who got that dog in them are my personal favorite segment of the week just because i haven't done the tmz sports segment in a while (laughs) so let's start with our guest nascar neil who's your pick for who got that dog in them uh, mine's going to be a little bit of a preview of my segment later on, but I'm going to go with William Byron. Today's race winner. Okay. It and was, uh, it, was his, it was his fifth win of the year. You know, he's the most wins, most wins of anybody right now. So he's I've got, definitely coming off of a, off of what some people were saying was a drought, you know, kind of a slow summer, but right. he's getting, getting hot right now. So. All right. William Byron, I've got a, a interesting piece of, a uh, nice soundbite from him. He said he prepared for this weekend's race by using an iRacing racing simulator. So uh, some people prepare for Madden like Tyree Kill yeah. or prepare for football games playing Madden like Tyree Kill. Some uh, people prepare for racing, using racing simulators. The so. people think people don't realize is 
that's how he got discovered was through iRacing. Okay, well there you that's go. That's you got... the whole you know you see the ads for that for that new movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, this real this real story. And they go that could happen. No, but Byron was discovered through iRacing. Did a year or so in some smaller stuff, but moved his way to Cup pretty quickly. But that's how hey, he was discovered. Neil, you're a big NASCAR guy. You're a big racing guy. Our 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 network over here, Belly Up Sports. They do a uh, I believe it's on Monday nights. Uh, they do a, a like an iRacing simulated racing event where they have they have contestants compete. So I'll have to send it to you next time it's live. You can check it out and, and we can, maybe I think you can bet on it. So that might might be interesting. <laughs> they get you into that. <laughs> there he is. Now he's hooked. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know me. Uh, All right, Wade. Who's your pick for who got that dog in? All right, I don't know what direction I want to go with this, but I saw something yesterday that was. Kind of funny, uh, you know, your guy down there in Houston, Chet, Romber Valdez, he got a no-hitter a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago, and we picked him for Dog of the Week for that. Well, this week I'm going to give it to him for being a completely bad sport, but it, it's got the dog in him, I guess. He was having a rough night, and um, I think I don't even think Seattle was really chirping, but he was just kind of pissed off in general. So he decided to hum a hundred mile per hour fastball at a rookie's calf just blatantly because he wanted to be thrown out the game and end his time on the mound, but his manager wasn't going to do it. So the rookie was like, what the heck, man? Like, what did I do to deserve this? All up in arms. Welcome to the show, Rook. <laughs> and like uh, Julio Rodriguez on the Mariners, not even teammates with, with uh, Valdez had the, go out there and calm him down and say like look you just you can't do that to my guy you know like uh wait so rodriguez went out to the mound and (laughs) well the bench is cleared and instead of uh, letting his teammates get free shots on valdez rodriguez kind of broke baseball code and, and went out and protected uh his you know friend and fromber valdez but not his teammate but it was just a weird scenario i guess in general Okay, okay. Tyler, who's your pick? Well, I'm glad you brought up Julio Rodriguez because he's going to be my dog of the week as the Seattle Mariners are slowly creeping up uh, in the AL West uh, standings. Uh, they have MLB's best record just coming off of a sweep of the Astros uh, in Houston. Uh, and Julio Rodriguez has been on a tear in the month of August, collecting his seventh hit over last four games, and that set an MLB record. So, I know that Framber Valdez, you know, with his fight and all, but Julio Julio Rodriguez has been absolutely destroying baseballs. So I'm going to give it to Julio. And he was saying, "Look, man, like you can't peg my guy. We're on a, a huge win streak here. Like, yeah, yeah, he can't be taking Pecking out his the guy. So that's a, even better for the dog. So my dog of the week. I started off with the Angels' defense because they turned that that triple play in the seventh <laughs> inning to like tie the to keep the game tied. I thought that was pretty impressive. But uh, but, yeah, but then they <laughs> lost though. They they don't get the dog. They don't deserve there. anything. Um, I am going with Tyler's boy, Victor Hovland. He was a victorious today in the BMW championship, shot a course record 61, a 28 on the back nine, lowest final round ever in a playoff event. Uh he he birdied number 18 to take the one shot lead over Scotty Shuffler. Scotty had to get it done, and he bogeyed 17 to really kind of take himself out of contention. He would have had to eagle the 18th hole. But Victor wins, catapults himself up the FedEx standings, which he didn't really need much help. He was making it next week anyway. But, I mean, shooting a 61, uh, I mean, that's that's hard to do. And 28 on the back nine, it's just insane. I play in a Wednesday night scramble, and 
that doesn't happen. It's a nine hole scramble, and ain't nobody shooting a twenty eight. Lowest I've seen is a thirty. So it's you never uh, penciled a three on the card, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I might have to start pencil whipping out there. We've seen it happen already. So, um, I've got a dog of the week from one of our listeners, Matty Ice. Listening in, he doesn't know how to comment on YouTube, so he texted <laughs> it to me. Um, he said, "Who got that dog in him? You want to know who got that dog in him? I'm going with Sugar Sean O'Malley." <laughs> UFC okay. fighter lived up to the hype last night, ending the fight in a knockout, making him the new bantamweight champion. I don't know what bantam means. It's I don't the, know what the lowest weight, weight class. So we're talking like 120 pounds, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't say like 130, 140. Hey, and and for the sake of the uh, the Twitter poll, you can put Mr. Sugar what Sugar Shane. Yeah, I think that I think that's his well, name. We can only put Shane. four on the Twitter post. I know, but you can you can put Ooh. him on there instead of Fran Valdez because he actually did something. <laughs> Bantam weight is 115 to 118 pounds. Oh my! <laughs> that, I, gave you a I was looking it up at the same time you were. Is that high schoolers fighting each other? Uh, Tyler, these high schoolers could kill the four of us all combined. Probably, <laughs> they're so cold killers. Oh uh, yeah, no, I watched the the highlights and he uh he knocked this fool out, spun him around in the top and uh yeah, he couldn't even around. walk after that. Yeah. So uh yeah, sugar, I think he's gonna win win the poll this week. Um <laughs> pull some sugar right. on me. So if you're listening or watching, we'll have the Twitter poll go out. Of course, comment if you're over here on the YouTube, hit the subscribe button and then comment your pick for dog of the week. Uh, let's go into college football. We got a week zero starting up this weekend. I'll read you all the games. It's nothing really noteworthy, but we have Navy versus Notre Dame in Dublin, Ireland. Um, UTEP at Jacksonville State, and that's not Jacksonville in Florida. That's Jacksonville in Alabama. Alabama. I think yeah. they're moving up to the FBS, though. Who, this Jacksonville their State? first FBS game? I think Conference USA is where they're going. Nice. The, nice. the other Gamecocks. Yes. Uh, we've got UMass at New Mexico State, Ohio at San Diego State, Hawaii at Vanderbilt, which they're playing in a very interesting stadium. We'll get into that in a second. Um, San Jose State at USC. Oh, boy. That's going to be 63 Inter- to nothing. Florida International University at Louisiana Tech. So, Wade, you going to make it to the La Tech game? Take a, take a nice <laughs> That's drive. That's a shorter draft for you, man. I don't know about that one. No, uh, maybe for but, me, but not for Chet. Yeah. yeah, the uh, Navy versus Notre Dame game will be interesting because it's Navy and Notre Dame, and they're in Ireland, so that's got to be cool. It'd be interesting to see how the fans shake out for that one. Um, San Jose State, USC, we get to see Caleb Williams back in action, like Tyler. All right, over under under um, Sixty points scored by USC over under. What do you over, got? Over easily. Okay. I'm going under. 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 You think San Jose pulls off the upset, Neil? No, but but they're not going to score sixty on them. Or like, would that okay. shake up the rankings? Yeah. San Jose outright. Right. San Jose no, State I'm takes down saying, USC. How often does? I mean, how often does a team really score sixty points? I agree with NASCAR Neil. Fifty-nine to seven. <laughs> oh, you're going under by one. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going sixty-three to seven. Actually, San Jose State's probably going to score more than seven because USC's got one of the worst defenses. That is true. That is true. Um, so USC is given a ninety-six percent chance to win. I'm trying to find like the uh, over/under set at sixty-four and a half. USC is a thirty-point favorite. Huh? Yeah, 
So they have so, it as the under. Yeah, I yeah. think uh, I think USC probably covers thirty. I don't know if they score sixty-four points, so that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about uh, Vanderbilt and Hawaii. So Vanderbilt Commodores, the the pride of the SEC. No offense, Neil. Um, <laughs> even though you're from Tennessee. They started construction on their stadium, I would imagine, a little late, or maybe they started early and just didn't plan for the weather and things like that. But uh, they will not be playing in the Commodore Stadium week one. Neil, where are they playing at? I believe they're playing at a high school. I forget which one, but it's not one of the, one of the like big main high schools in the mid-state. Because when I saw the name, it didn't stand out to me as a Middle Tennessee native. You know, it. I forget exactly which one it was, but... It's not it's not NBA or BA or one of the big nice right. private schools in Nashville. I'm kind of surprised that the Titans didn't just let them use their stadium for the Saturday game and maybe show my, my bigger surprise is the uh is a soccer stadium because it's five miles from their campus. The owner probably of the holds team is uh it holds I think it holds around twenty or thirty thousand in that That's range. All it's gonna be there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And also you throw in the fact that the owner of the soccer team, I believe, is a Vandy alumni too. Like, how did that not work out? Soccer ended Saturday with Messi, Messi, Messi winning in Nashville, you know. Yep. But like, I'm kind of surprised by that. But I saw an update that they may return to the football stadium, but that it would look like a high school stadium with a capped capacity of 28,000. Oh my. If God. you watch all Vanderbilt games, there's more road fans than Vandy fans there, especially yeah. when Georgia goes there. I mean, you can't even see this all red. So would you rather play at the high school stadium where you could pack it out and maybe have 15,000, or would yeah. you rather play at a stadium capped at 28 that's still empty? I will tell you this, though. I would rather the I'm high more school excited looks about their renovation is their, is their horrendous locker room is finally gone. Yes, they're that built, that's the what they're building. Uh, no, no, because where they tore down was where their old – Visitor locker room was, and it was the worst I've ever been in in the entire SEC. I've been across the conference. It is by far the worst. And those two years we played there were horrendous, and I'm glad that awful little little closet-looking room is gone. I'm well, now when the kickers just... kick, they can aim for the crane in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly surprised they didn't just, like, put a field in Bridgestone Arena and throw them in there. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, that's that's just play arena football. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, but, but as you mentioned, the weather, that was the big issue was it was a very rainy spring and summer. Uh, Neil, I don't know about uh, it. I think they started, started way man. too late. Uh, uh, no, I mean. I think I mean, that it's low low priority with the new Titan Stadium coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bridge, uh, not I'm sorry, Nissan Stadium holds 69,000 69, people. I wouldn't be putting a Vanderbilt game in there. The I Vanderbilt football program ain't making that much money, so they're going to – you know, not waste any of their good old time. They're gonna take they a play year. at Tennessee State. I'm pretty, oh. I'm pretty sure Tennessee State plays in Nissan already. I think. Oh. <laughs> at least they used they to have a better stadium than Vanderbilt. Uh, I mean, the soccer stadium hosts thirty thousand people. That's that's actually a pretty nice stadium here. It's, um, it's the old. largest stadium in the United States for soccer. Uh, largest MLS um, stadium. There's no way it's bigger than Atlanta Stadium, which is MLS Stadium as well. Well, this MLS specific. solo MLS Stadium, probably. Yeah. yeah. This is Nashville boasts largest soccer specific stadium in the U.S. and Canada with thirty thousand one hundred five seats. 
I think they want to keep the, the field. Have gone to games there that it's a gorgeous intimation facility. Yeah, they don't yeah. want a bunch of football players destroying their field. I mean, as long as the you're able to play on the field, just throw them in their home stadium. It's not that many people are going to show up. I think that's what zero. they're going to do, but there's going to be active construction going on during the week, and then they're not going to work on Saturdays. So whatever is like done at that point, and trust me, as somebody that's been on a lot of construction sites, you're going to see like a bunch of crud yeah. just laying around. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a pain, the back. Man. There's going to be cranes everywhere. There's going to be um, steel Quarter bodies. Support. Exactly. It's going to look awful, uh, but it's on the SEC network at like 8 o'clock at night. So it's prime time, and I don't know. They if can I'm do what they did at Wrigley for. when they uh, played there. They only let them play in one direction. <laughs> so you only kick field goals on one side. That's I can see that being a thing. I don't think they have a field goal post on one side. I, I think the pictures show only one field they're goal. They're going to have to put it back goal. in. They, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're okay. going to need My one. Guess is they're just going to be kicking through the, the steel beams, and they're going to have to decide yeah, they'll, if it's steel or not. They'll, they'll yeah. erect a steel beam as a field goal post <laughs> instead of putting the new ones in. <laughs> I would imagine they put some sort of backdrop up because like, you can't even see the posts like, with the convoluted background. I don't know. It's a mess. Yeah. But it's yeah. happening before Texas did it. Yeah. Well, let's get uh, into our way too early college football playoff picks and nas- early national champions. So, let's Wade, let's start with you. What four teams do you have making the college football playoff this year? All right. <laughs> I'll go by, by conference here. Georgia, I know, you know, has the most proven roster. Uh, a new quarterback, but I don't think quarterback's been what's winning them championships lately Stetson Bennett was was great but I think that defense will carry them and I think it will again so give me Georgia as the one seed okay and then as a two seed I'm gonna go Ooh, I know I picked against Ohio State in the big Mm. 10 and we all picked Penn State to potentially do it but I took Michigan ultimately over Penn State with uh, Penn State getting second so I'll stick Michigan at the two seed Um, And then as the three seed, this is where it gets interesting because if Southern Cal, you know, goes out on a bang in the the Pac-12, I think that they would be the the clear pick there. But I think there's going to be a little bit of, uh, I don't know, like controversy on the way out of the the Pac-12. I don't think anybody gets out of there undefeated. And I don't think the committee will want to have two SEC teams play in the first round. So I'm going to go with the SEC runner-up. Yeah, wait for it. LSU Tigers at number three. Um, And then number four, I'm actually going to go with the ACC champion. Um, I think Florida State can lose to LSU as long as they beat Clemson twice, um, which I think they'll do. So I'm going to go Florida State four. Okay, I like it. Neil, let's go you next. What do you got? Okay, I'm going to – it's going to be kind of similar to Wade's, but I've got Michigan at one. Okay, because I think they're gonna win. The, they're gonna win, win the Big Ten pretty easily. I think they're returning a lot of solid guys. My number two was gonna be LSU. I think LSU has a great season. They'll beat Georgia and Atlanta, which I think going into Atlanta, Georgia is going to be number one, and then they'll end up losing to us, and then we're gonna okay. end up sliding up to two there. I like In it. which case, which case, I've got USC at three. Because again, I'm playing the kind of committee acts that they, they won't want a rematch of LSU and mm-hmm. uh, 
Georgia first round of playoffs, they won't want that. So USC will will, will take the slot at, at three, then Georgia at four. That's my kind of my based on that, you know. I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Tyler, fantasy football expert. What's your college football playoff prediction? Man, I'm not liking all this LSU already <laughs> in the playoff because that's what I had. Hey, the path is there, man. Hey, but I might have I to back say, off. I know that Chet's going to have LSU in, uh, so I'm going to have Georgia as the one okay. seed uh, to not have everybody else in the SEC come after our channel. So I'm going to go with uh, Georgia. I think that if you look at their regular season schedule, it's pretty much a walk in the park uh, outside of Tennessee. They're not really going to be challenged, uh, and then they get uh, South Carolina at home. I know that with Carson Beck, uh, there are some question marks, but that defense uh, just continues to get better and better. Every year, so I think they're going to go 12 and 0 uh, through that regular season schedule. I think that number two seed, I'm going to go with Jacobs Boys. I think that Penn State finally breaks through. No longer Sean Clifford is there. I think that uh, this uh, quarterback coming in, you know, along with Nick Singleton, he's one of the best running backs uh, in the country. I think that everybody's all talking about Michigan, uh, but Penn State hosts Michigan uh, in Happy Valley. I think that's definitely going to help them. Uh, I think it's going to be a defensive battle. Michigan is going to have one of the best uh, defenses uh, in the country. Might even have the best defense uh, in the country, especially what they're returning onto the defensive front. Number three, I'm going to go with Washington. I think that, you know, the Pac-12 like is it's their last breath. I think that Washington, uh, you know, they have Oregon and, and Utah at home. They host them. They avoid USC uh, this year. Uh, so I think that Washington with Michael Penix Jr. in that defense uh, could either go undefeated in her 11-1 season. I think that, you know, with their schedule that they have, they could definitely do it. And I think that at number four, I'm going to have another Big Ten team. I think that Michigan uh, is going to go 11-1. Uh, I still think that they're going to sneak in. Uh, so I think it's either going to come down to the ACC champion of Florida State being 11-1 and Michigan being 11-1. Uh, but I think I got to give the nod to the Wolverines, uh, especially with all the Michigan fans coming after us. So don't want to leave Michigan out of the playoff. <laughs> so two Big Ten teams in the playoffs. Yep. Is that a first in its history? Uh, it's no, typically we had it last year with Michigan and Ohio State. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, it's typically, I already forgot about it. It's typically multiple SEC teams, but yeah. Two okay, two Big Ten teams, but they both um, lost last year. So exactly, so SEC reigns dominant. So I'm going. Uh, my number one seed. I'm going Michigan this year. I think they pretty much finished the season undefeated. I know. I think I took Penn State in the Big Ten matchup or uh, breakdown, but I'm going Michigan. Um, number two, no surprise. It's the flag behind me. I'm going with our boys at LSU. I think they'll ultimately win the SEC West, win the SEC championship. Um, I mean, they have too many playmakers to not make it happen. Uh, phenomenal defense and Jane Daniels year two under Brian Kelly. I think he's really going to show out. Um, he's made some improvements in the offseason, moving the ball downfield, not relying on his legs all the time, but he does have his legs for to make magic happen, right? Uh, number three, Tyler, I'm going with you. I'm going Washington out of the Pac 12. Thinking Michael Penix Jr. actually wins the Heisman this yep, year. Yeah, I'm calling it now. He's winning the Heisman. Yeah, so timestamp this 56 minutes on uh, August 20th on Sports Scramble Podcast, episode 70. Michael Penix Jr. wins the high. You got two votes right here. Exactly. Yep. I mean, we get votes. We're sports media now. Um, and then the four seed, I think they lose their opening game to LSU, but uh, it's the ACC. So then I think they still get in, uh, Florida State. So I only reason I didn't pick Georgia is because every year Georgia has one of those games where they're a little shaky. Um, you know, like last year they had Missouri, Missouri. Right? Um, 
I think this year, I think it's South Carolina. First SEC game. I know it's at home for Georgia, but yeah. I think South Carolina comes in there into the uh, between the hedges and just shocks Athens um, and sends good old Carson Beck home crying, uh, which I wanted to get to. Carson Beck was named the starter today. Um, there's some memes floating around about his hair. So uh, look that up on the old X. Uh, yeah, you will. his hair <laughs> and other things. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I see it too, Tyler. So who makes it? All right, we picked playoff. Who's your national champion? Wade. All right. Uh, ooh, this is tough. I really think it could be Michigan. I think that uh, Michigan and Georgia are very similar teams. Um, okay. But, yeah, I mean, winning three in a row would just be ridiculous, but they could do it. Um but, yeah, I'm going to go with Michigan. I think things are uh, lining up well for them. Jim Harbaugh is not going to be suspended, so you won't have that right. wrinkle. Uh, you do have a really good quarterback returning and McCarthy. So I think that they have the edge over Georgia there. And then at what point does Georgia run out of town on defense? I don't know. It's rhetorical. It could be this year. It could be next year. It could be never. Um <laughs> But I, I like those two teams for sure to get to the playoffs, so I feel most confident going with one of them. So I'm going to go with uh, Michigan just just because I don't think Georgia can do it three times. But I don't know if that's a good enough reason. Okay, Neil, who's your pick to host the trophy? I am sticking with what I told you guys two years ago, right right before I left the program. LSU is going to win it this year. I said not. I said we I like won it. it last year, but I had a lot of faith in us winning it this year. I'm sticking to it. I think the talent's there coaching's there i think this is the year all right i'm with you neil my pick's lsu as well not not biased right uh tyler who's your pick oh i'm biased y'all know that <laughs> i feel like everyone's not really going all chalk here so i don't want to go georgia so i'm gonna go a little fun pick if, if i'm going all in on this team i might as well go all in i think that washington wins the national championship this year all right. heisman i'm national stamping again <laughs> all right yeah we're gonna look michael Penix wins the heisman and they win I think so, it would be great. You know, the, the end of the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 team wins it before everything else goes to crazy. crap. I yeah, want it to happen. So I might as well root for them. So UW gets it done. Did Washington, so uh, we're going to gain some Washington fans on the on the channel? Yes. We, uh, so. Come on up. in. Come on in. I love their <laughs> stadium. Uh, one of the best that, stadiums so. in the country that doesn't get talked about. Hey, hey I, I love watching. I, I love watching Grey's Anatomy up there in Washington. That stadium is amazing. I got to visit back in – I got to visit it back in like 2015. I it's going to be beautiful when the hoist a trophy, and I'm going to be right. I'm not going that far. But... <laughs> no, but I mean, I, I've seen it. Beautiful. I've seen it in Grey's Anatomy. It's a wonderful stadium, uh, a wonderful show. Uh, has Washington found a new home yet? Yeah, or they're in they... the Big Ten. Okay. Yep. So they'll be they're moving on with Oregon. The Big 18. All right. 18. We'll, we'll have to we'll come up the with The Big new... Ten on CBS. We'll come up with a new name for that. Um, as you can see, uh, a lot of the Twitter pictures based on you have a circle in the north, northwest circle in the southwest, and then a long circle that goes out to, to the Midwest. I saw so. that. Did you see the one for the Big 12? I feel like the plane is just lost and it's like, I don't know where to go at this point. They go into Florida, then you got to go all the way up to West Virginia, you go all the way to Arizona. Then the BYU, it's like, golly, like screw geography anymore. Hey, the schools could just move cities like, uh, you know, like the pro teams. Yeah, there you um, go. Just pick up Washington and call them the Ohio Huskies. Just throw yeah. them over there. The Washington Huskies that play in Ohio. Right. Uh, in, put them in four fielders. They're going to be taking online classes anyways. 
That is true. That is true. So uh, that's our picks for the way too early uh, national championship. Let us know in the comments what you, what your picks are. Um, some other football news. We mentioned Carson Beck named Georgia's starting quarterback. Peyton Thorne, Michigan tr- State transfer, named Auburn's starting quarterback. Uh, the the cat they had over there uh, that played a little last year was kind of going to – everybody – he was Ashford. I, I don't think he's going to be a quarterback anymore. He's too talented yeah. to not be on the field. I could see them probably throw him with a pass catch and running back or a wide receiver out there. Um, just hey, I think he was recruited as an athlete. And I think he's too talented to to keep off the field. So, um, and then uh, untold documentary, the Florida documentary is coming out on Tuesday. It's going to be a four parter. That yeah, one I'm yeah. really excited for. Uh, see some, maybe uh, you know Aaron Hernandez and Tim Tebow and the Pouncey brothers and what's his name? That was super fast. Uh, Percy Harvin. Yes, yeah. Percy Harvin. <laughs> he was a problem. Um, I'm gonna let you guys watch it and tell me if it's worth resubscribing to Netflix since I just got booted off the family plan. Hey, I'm already loving this. I, I, I feel like they shortchanged us on Johnny Manziel, and now they're giving us four parts of, of the Florida okay. documentary. So I will I'm say, gonna be all in I on Tuesday. Watched, I would say I, I probably watched the, the Manziel one yesterday after hearing all said about it. I'm like, that was up, that that lived up to all the hype of everybody's talking about it. I wish it would have been longer. I wish it would have yeah. been yeah, two episodes longer. Yeah. I agree. But I guess not much to, to talk about. He was a uh, party boy in college and he's still partying now. So that yeah, kind of was, really was, still it was like a promotional video for his partying services. <laughs> exactly. But I will still say this though. I think the sort of me though was how he did his best friend so dirty when he went to the league. That part, I like, think that's dirty. The dude helped like hide all your yeah. shit for so and many he years. Just kicked him out. And then you just, and they, and they still hadn't talked. I'm like, that's a, that's a bad move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he made his money though, so there's that. Oh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Another storyline <laughs> that popped up on my radar: Deion Sanders pissed off at the Colorado football players for not joining in in the fight during practice. <laughs> uh, I want to get y'all's take on this. Maybe I should take some notes of Amber. I, I agree yeah, with them for real. <laughs> yeah. Just beam. He somebody. might be very mad. <laughs> I, I agree with Deion. It not so much. He, I mean, he probably wasn't happy about a fight. But it's more you had like a collection of people fighting and then the rest of the team just standing on the sideline. That shows that the team is not a brotherhood. They're not all in for each other. And they're just like, eh, we don't care. Um, so I think that's some underlying issues that he's going to have to sort out. It's like the um, Birmingham brawl. Did y'all see that video on Twitter a couple weeks ago? Where they, the, the, guy, yeah. the guy punches the security guard and then it's just a Full out ball. Oh, you know, the thing at the ball. boat launch in Montgomery. Yes. Uh, yeah. Montgomery, not Birmingham. Montgomery brawl is what it was. Um, you got the dude jumps in the water, swims across the boat ramp, and to get into the fight. That's what you need on your football team. You gotta have. Wow, guys. I'm so shocked that a hundred guys who weren't on the team last year don't know each other, didn't exactly. have each other's backs. That's that's the problem that that the Colorado uh, Buffalo. What are they? Yeah, and they have social media for a rude awakening. They are the most game. overhyped team right now, and they're probably yes. going to be at best six and six. No, I uh, think it's a real problem that you don't have camaraderie on the team before. I two weeks before you know, take the other stance on that. I disagree. Okay, all right. I I think I've seen a couple fights break out of practice, and I'll just leave it at the point. The coaches I was around that shit didn't fly. It was stop. Well, yeah, and you're running sprints. 
but no, but but it's one you know, and I've seen some small scuffles, but but to me, and everyone I've ever seen has always been just the guys involved in the play. I've never seen the sidelines clear for any practice fight. You know, I've had seen it where sometimes it happens as they're going out of bounds or something like that, and some of the guys on the sideline may do it, but the, but they're never getting into it. And, and, I, and I've seen guys where if the quarterback takes a cheap hit during practice, the you know, in the in the defensive players talking shit, the O-linemen get all chippy and want to fight with them. That's the kind of stuff you want to see. You want to see quarterback takes a bad, a cheap hit, and the O-linemen getting all pissed off and fighting. Or if a dumb, something dumb happens with an offensive player that the defensive, all, all the other defensive players are are, are backing, backing the defense guy up. That's the kind of camaraderie you want. You don't want just to brawl into brawl. Like, you know, you want that camaraderie on your offense and your defense side of the ball. That kind of stuff, when those things happen, that's what I've seen at least, and that makes sense, you know. But, you know. Well, that was that was the issue, Neil, is that it, it wasn't like it was a huge fight, but it was – they didn't have the the have the guys back. I don't know. I'm trying to um, – yeah, I'm gonna have to see the clip to kind of get a better feel of what. I don't you know. know if they have a clip of the actual fight. Um, they have a. Yeah, here we go. Um, oh man, that's 36 minutes long. I'm not watching that whole video. Come on, people. <laughs> I'm not gonna spend 36 minutes watching that football team at all all season. They no, had I mean, they had two dudes ganging up on one guy. What he was pissed about, he, he, yeah, he was pissed they were fighting, but he was pissed that it was like a defensive player and the rest of the defensive players did not have his back okay, and, and, and break it up and get involved. That's the issue. Okay. That's what I, I, okay. I'm i with that, you. I mean, that LSU, that. That yeah, LSU had that I, big I, fight at practice. I don't like seeing that, but it's no. they're, they're chippy. You get it. It's hot. It's 145 yeah. degrees outside. But the no, fact but, that you got – you know they're not standing up for each other is the issue. No, but but if it's what you said, whereas one where, where if it's one or two guys and everybody else didn't hop in to do it, then that I get that get that side of the camaraderie thing. You know, because yeah. the ones I've seen are you don't need the benches clearing, right? But you no, need yeah, like exactly. a few yeah, helping no, out. No, but you want the you want the side of the ball to be there with your guys. You know, backing you up. That shows a camaraderie, and I get if that's the case. That's what I get that side then. So, yeah, yeah, it's I mean it's a brotherhood. You you look back to. Exactly. Uh, Back in college, when we were leaving the, one of the Tigerland bars, and and uh, one of our buddies is is getting in a shoving match with some dude that's way bigger than him, all of us came to his aid, right? But I we mean, knew each gonna... other exactly. We, I, but, I wasn't there that night, the, so I, I most of these guys on the roster here. are transfers, right? But the issue right. is they're transfers, right? But they've been practicing together since oh, yeah. February or March. You know, Dion's big on the, the earn it mentality too. Like he's old school. I made them all turn in their jerseys and pick new jersey numbers. Like, so no surprise there from him, you know? Yeah. It's a, uh, I don't know. It doesn't bode well for the State of the Union of the Colorado uh, Bison. Is that what we the, determined their name was? Buffalo. Whatever it is. Ralphie the uh, Buffalo is their mascot. So I don't think their season's going to end pretty well. But NASCAR, Neil, you're coming up. Are you ready to give us your NASCAR, Neil, update and your playoff uh, state of the I union? am. Let's hear it. I am, guys. Oh, oh, he's got the – Oh, he's ready. He's ready to go. Oh, yeah. He's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, We're going to have to mark this as explicit. Neil's drinking and said shit three times. <laughs> I apologize, go. guys. That's okay. You'd rather than keep, keep a PG on this. They're uh, all good, Neil. He's drinking root beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it actually is Dr. Pepper because you guys know me. But, oh, <laughs> but uh, I'll start this off, guys. I mentioned earlier that uh, William Byron won and stuff, and 
but in funny enough, I was texting Chew and then another friend of mine who follows racing to try to get some other kind of ideas on on kind of some stuff I was wondering about. And they both have mentioned Byron as somebody to keep my eye on, you know. And then lo and behold, he gets the win today, but not try the gate though. Start off with Mike McDowell ends up ends up making a pass early in the race, start starting third, past Denny Hamlin, who, who who hung in there all day. And then he had an issue on his first pit stop where he went through too many boxes on pit road, had to do a pass through, and that kind of kind of messed him up because track position was key all day. And then when that happened, Byron cycled out ahead and just drove away with it. And it was a relatively clean race, another race with only one caution flag, and that happened during stage two whenever Chase Elliott ran out of fuel. That's I, I saw that when I was reading about the race today, and I wanted to ask you, how does that happen? Do they not have uh, you know, fuel gauges in that thing? Uh, no, actually, they don't have fuel gauges. It's all okay. based on, like, science and math and how they calculate the weight of the fuel. And well, what happened was they hit – uh do they do that for skill or is that like a, a waiting thing or it's it's they literally measure it on how many seconds of fuel they put in the car that that's how they measure fuel in the car oh so like a and flow can, rate of how long they actually pour it in there yeah it determines how that, much that's gas how they calculated and they'll measure it by, by one to two cans you know right. and what what happened with this was they pitted earlier uh, i think around the lap 17 or 19 something like that to try to help see if he could make a move where they figured if he pitted by himself early, he'd have a bunch of clean air and gain a lot of speed, which he did. But because of that, they were trying to stretch it to a to a longer in the run because this race was a two-stop fuel window where you, where you had to go – you had to make two 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 green flag stops. It was, a, it was a roughly three tanks of gas race. And they because they pitted earlier, they'd had less in there. And mm. it came out that his crew chief, Alan Gustafson, told him he had – Three laps in the reserves, which where, where they have they have double sumps, sumps that will in one of them uh, is a solid. Oh, and they, Wade and I know all about reserve pumps and when they don't work, yeah. and where you get stranded. No manual override. It was kind of how it is. There's two pumps, and one of them doesn't have a bottom pickup, and it and, right. it, and they hold fuel. And they told his crew chief said you have three laps of fuel when you flip to reserves, and he flipped to reserves and made it like one and a half laps around, ended up getting stuck in the bus stop. That's that and, now it, and that ended his day because he well, he had a fast car. He was fast last week and really needed the win to make the playoffs. He hasn't missed the playoffs in the last seven years. So was know, he, and he's, he was in contention, right, when he ran out of fuel? Uh, I think he was running top 10, I think, at the time. Yeah, you know, but he also awesome. had a bad qualifying. He qualified 15th. And with this car, you if you don't qualify good, especially on a road course, you, and with how these races have gone so long on green, I mean, we only had two cautions you know, the last two races because they went away from the stage break cautions, which, which has been controversial the way I still support getting rid of them. I think it opens up to more strategy. Like last week with Denny Hamlin stretching fuel for the first two stages and that happened, you know, that would have happened with, with the forced cautions and whatnot, but it does create drawn out racing. It's kind of tough because you're not getting reset all the time, you know, but right. I still stand by that. It was still, I think, you know, and, and McDowell kind of got jacked up on that. And he had another bad stop. Kind of struggled, but but you know, but but, but the William Byron got the win, his fifth win of the year, uh, which I thought he had a, a, a summer slump, but it turns out he won Atlanta back in July. So I'm like, I, I, I must have. He's kind of been going under the radar all year, but yeah. Okay, but, so what do we look? I know we talked earlier. Um, William Byron, he's won five times this year, so he's obviously locked into the playoffs. 
Your boy Truix is sitting there at the number one spot. We have one open spot, uh, number 16. Right now it's predicted Bubba Wallace. You see Bubba staying there, or what, what do you think, Neil? It, I think it's going to depend. We're going to Daytona. It's a super speed race. Anything can happen. He could he, he could wreck out on, on lap three in the big one. You never really know. I did see as long as he, he can get no stage points and finish 13th and get mm. enough points to maintain that. But and, and he's traditionally been a solid plate racer, but you never know somebody, you know, he could get a get a bad push coming out of coming out of, of two and be spun out or you know, or, or something dumb happens, you know, it gets caught in right. somebody. They run out of and, gas. Uh that normally these races are all <laughs> higher windows and you kind of doing stuff. But but I think the bigger thing that's gonna be fun to watch, as we've been talking about the about the bubble line, you know, all last month last month of the season, the bigger thing is now is looking at the uh, top finishing because the top 10 in the, in the regular season, they get bonus points for the playoffs, which, which help you advance first place in the regular season. Gets you, it gives you 15 bonus points, which okay. can allow you to have a bad week or bad round of the playoffs and still advance And Truex. As long as he, if he had finished ahead of Hamlin today, he would have clinched that altogether, but he struggled all day. Didn't have a good car. Hamlin ran, ran top five all day. But the, the crazy part is, is uh from sixth to twelfth place, it's it's a fourteen point gap between sixth and sixth and twelfth place. So well, that is very slim. I mean, yes. if you see somebody win, that's already can can they move around in the standings? So they're kind yeah, of locked, no, exactly. locked yeah, in. It. It, it, it's based on how you finish and and stage and how you finish the stages. You know, you know, if you win a stage, you you get ten regular season points plus a playoff point. Like it's. You know, and somebody I'm like looking at is Brad K got locked in. He hasn't won a race all year, and he's still sitting. I think sixth in points or seventh in points right now. Or right. He's he's had a hell of a year. You know, his teammate, you know, Chris Busher, who was won two races already, and that team is turned around. And you know, neither neither one of those cars made, made the playoffs last year. Busher won at Bristol during the playoffs, or the Martins won that he won the Martinsville Bristol last year of the season. But like neither team, neither car made the playoffs last year. Both of them are in. And the uh, crazy part and a big talking point the last year and this year is been parity. A lot of new winners, you know, we're sitting at 13 winners so far this year. You know, that's last year we had I think 17 total, but we had uh, 15 going into the playoffs, you know, going to the playoffs. You know, uh, in NASCAR, you know, we have teams that are known as the big three, which are the number one team for the three manufacturer, which is Gibbs for Toyota, Penske for Ford, Hendrick for Chevy, we're at the point, you know, potentially two, if not all three of these teams, will not have all four cars locked in the playoffs. Because right now, do you think that's is, good for the sport, or do you like seeing the I the heavyweights? I think it's good because it's parity. Like to me, I like to see little guys. Like you know, Michael Dell went last week, big job. Ricky Stenhouse, who one Daytona, one Daytona started the year off. You know, he's actually stayed inside. Like sometimes we'll have guys who win one off races, but technically sit outside of the actual points, you know, outside the top 16, but he's sitting, you know, right where he needs to be in the, in the standings, you know, he's, you know, where he's kind of stayed in there, you know, and if he didn't have one, if he didn't have one to race, he may still have been in, been in the contention there, you know. Okay. So what's the incentive for the guys who missed the top 16 and missed the playoffs? You know, they're still out there racing or is it purely that they can win the, the prize or is it just uh, good old competition? It's still, it's still winning. And, uh, because you get paid out even if you don't win first, oh, yeah. huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like how it is, so, yeah, and you still get uh, and also with the money, 
uh, the, the teams get paid based on your average uh, on a formula of your last three years final standing position. So okay. you know so you you can improve yeah, so, on so that. You still get, though, and the funny thing is right now is right now Chase Elliott is still in the owners playoffs. So what is the owners playoff? You're gonna have to it's, explain. It's, it's, it's the same system as as drivers, but like but uh and it's the same thing. But sometimes you get if a driver misses a race, like Chase, Chase Elliott misses this six race this year because he broke it because he because he because he got hurt mm-hmm. week week to the season. Whenever whenever Josh Berry was in that car filling in. That car was still gaining owners points, but not driver points. Oh, okay. uh, so they have so, they have a separate playoff. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's where the money is. Like the money is in the drivers. Like you know, and Mike McDowell said last week because he he said on the podcast last week to listen to that that he 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 was, he was on the bubble of making the playoffs as a driver, but they were still far enough back they couldn't have made the owners, and the owners is where the money's at, and that's what helps the teams long long term. You know. So, right. it's so, I got so they're more invested in the car than the guy who's yeah driving. It's it. one of those things like you always hear in in no one's ever won. I don't think anybody's ever won the actual drivers and not won the uh, owners. Almost happened last year. Last year, Larson actually made it into the, the owners last year because he he missed the he wasn't in the I, I, yeah he was in a round of, he, I believe he was in a round of eight and missed and missed it on the driver's side. But had enough points where he was actually higher pointed wise on the owner's side than I forget who the fourth guy in was last year on, on the in there, you know. But but still that could have happened last year, but it didn't. And it's one of those things if it ever does happen, it's gonna be weird. And you could even have a chance where where you know, you know, where like that. Also last year, it happened last year again, last year, where Bubba Wallace was driving in the owner's side for the 45 car because because Kurt Bush got hurt. Mm-hmm. After after he already won a race early in the season, and they wanted a competent driver in the in the forty five car driving for the forty five starter, you know, which is the which is the uh, title to the team kind of thing and stuff. Right. But yeah, it's it's, it's kind of a weird system, and, and no one really ever talks about it. But it's it's still a big thing, especially on on the financial side of these teams and stuff. But so, yeah, it's go ahead. Neil. I want I, I was going to ask you. I don't want to cut you off. I was going to ask who's your pick to host the trophy here in a couple weeks. When it's all said and done, who's your early prediction? I don't have. You got to pick someone. You got got six of us. You got to pick the YouTube. I'm going Truex. He's been fast all year. If if James Smalls and his his team unloads a fast car at Phoenix, ain't nobody touched him. Anytime they unload a fast car. Go ahead. But 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 I will say my final four or final. I don't. I can't be a fourth person. I can't decide on. But my my three of the final four will be. Truex, Denny Hamlin, and William Byron. I think those are the three guys that you'll see in Phoenix running for the championship. Maybe NASCAR think, Matt will give us that fourth team or somebody yeah. in the comments. Yeah, so, uh, I know me, me and Matt were talking about earlier, and he he thinks Blaney could, could get in there or Chastain, but I think Blaney got lucky at, this, at, the, at the World 600, and Ross hasn't shown consistent speed all year. But but I will say I'm excited for the playoffs. I'm kinda, I was going to go round by round kind of what I think for the round. Yeah. Round one, we start off with – one of America's races, the Southern 500 at Darlington. It's one that I will be going double TV because it's the same time as LSU Florida State. So I will have Ooh. the double TV set up watching <laughs> them both because it's the Southern 500. You can't – to me, that's a stable race. Right. You also got Kansas and Bristol. So it's going to be a round where the good drivers who've been good all year will show out two mile – you know, you got the – you know, two tough to tame. Great track guys who are good there. Great drivers will win there. Kansas 
great mile and a half. Should be fun. Bristol, short pat, short track package sucks. It's going to be whoever qualifies good. It's just what it is. Round two, I call the fun round. The fun round. Because you start off, you start off with Texas, which NASCAR Neil will be live at. Got my tickets today. Ordered my oh. scanner. I'm excited. You know, that's the last week of September, fourth week of September. Then you got the Talladega wild card. Anything can happen, you know. And then you got the Roval at Charlotte. Getting road course. You never know what's happening. That's why I call the fun round because anything can happen. Then round of eight, round three, Vegas, Homestead, Miami, Martinsville. Another round with two mile and a half. The best drivers are going to do there. Who's, who's been good all year? Does it end you know. in Vegas? Or no, it, it actually that? ends the last week in Phoenix. Okay. Phoenix. Phoenix, and Phoenix is a really weird track. I don't like it. As a, I, I, don't, I don't think they've ever put on a really good race there. But they put a lot of money into the facilities for the championship. It's also a yeah. NASCAR body-dome track. And right. they're always going to end the season at one of their tracks. I think they should move, move it back to Miami. I think Miami is a better track. It's it's a mile and a half oval. It's, a, it's actually one of the few true ovals left. It's in Miami. Like, it's it's kind of a better thing. But you got to look at places. Where is it warm enough? And, and where does NASCAR own? And that doesn't leave many places. That is true. That is true. I mean, Miami in October ain't bad, but Phoenix in, in uh, it's, it's actually November, actually. Oh, it's in November. In the, Dang, we still yeah, got it. Ends. The championship race is, it is November 5th. Okay. Oh, oh right after the Alabama, Alabama game, Neil. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah it, it, it's, There's it's more games in like college football, you know, that week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, they race on, they race on Sundays. It's every Sunday except for – Actually, uh, there's there's only by November fifth. You'll either two. know if you're out or in of the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> oh, yeah. also true. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's one of the, like I'm excited for this postseason. Like I said, I I'm excited for Texas. I'm finally you know I'm trying to get one of my buddies to go with me. He's not answering my phone calls. I'm like screw it. I'll go by myself. Call him. Call call him right now, Neil. Put him on. Put him <laughs> on the line. <laughs> Neil, give away oh, one man. ticket to one of our viewers on. Yeah, there we go. Neil's got two tickets. <laughs> yeah, I can get, get us interviews and get us content. You can have that uh, ticket. Like I said, I'm going. That's the, uh, I believe that's the 25th. I think of September. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's 24. So hopefully that next week, you know, the will have me on our breakdown. I'm excited. I'm finally bringing a radio. I bought me a radio so I can listen to what's going on. I'm more informed what's going on. Instead of just nice. trying to scroll nice. Twitter after the race to see what I didn't understand that happened that I missed during the race. But okay, well, yeah, we're excited to to see how the season plays out. Of course, we'll have you on again. We'll get your yeah. updates each week. We'll get a oh, yeah. video out of uh of your trip to Austin. I, you know, I looked into going, but I'll be on a bachelor trip with old Matty Ice down there in Nashville that weekend. So ah. uh, I'll catch you from a bar in Nashville. Yeah, I'll go catch a Vandy game. There you go, Tyler. They're going to have to pay me to go into that. Put that on the itinerary for Matty. Hey, the best thing about this track is it's I'm in my house. I can Uber up there, bring a full of beer, and not worry about a thing. That's the best part about this track. There you go. Hey, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Drive responsibly. That's what you're talking about. So That's what I'm saying. That's what you don't do. So Exactly. You don't do it on a NASCAR race either. Um. I think that pretty much wraps up the show there, guys. Neil, I appreciate you joining us. It's good to see you again. No problem, um, guys. 
Wayne Tyler, I'll see you two buffoons next week, like as always. Uh, next week, we'll be back to Monday because Sunday night we have another fantasy draft. Our big, big league. I have three I mean, fantasy drafts. Tomorrow night, that's Sunday. an important draft, but Ooh. this one is for the big, big bucks. Yeah. Tyler, what do we, we got a fantasy football quarter next week? What do we got? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll spend a little Couple bit of time, uh, obviously, uh, recapping uh, how our draft went. Uh, but but I'll start to, to get into uh, some of my breakout candidates uh, for the 2023 okay. season. I like it. Well, guys, stay frosty, and I hope you have a good week.